everybody, this is Taylor from White Nails. You listen to Dead in Time on the Epitome of Stupidity podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You were undecisive if you wanted to come here. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 25 of Epitome of Stupidity, your favorite allegedly metal podcast. It, I don't know if it comes through or not, but allegedly is in parentheses there. It is. You just kind of ram it all together. Actually, your favorite metal podcast, allegedly. Um, got a good, good show here for you coming up. White Nails. It's our first international show. Yeah. That's a good point. That's it's our first international show. It's the first time my phone has told me Quebec is calling. We're, we're gonna, no, we called Quebec, Quebec. It's the first time my phone has <laughs> let me call Quebec. Yeah, we, so we're going to call. We do call Taylor here in a couple minutes, the uh, the rhythm guitarist and apparently uh, one of the two founding members of White Nails. So uh, obviously, and you heard them on the intro. We'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, what we're listening. Oh, well, we tell you in the interview, but the song is dead in time off their one and only amazing album what's the name of that album clint you're the one that remembers those things first trip there you go you heard it here first what are we listening to clint's looking at things on his phone so i'm gonna go first mine is super short i listen to lots of typo negative and uh well i listen to both albums no no, no. fuck you and then fuck you. I went into this fucking episode thinking I'm going to try to pull back on the cursing because we sound like 15-year-olds who've just figured out that we can curse when the parents aren't around. But you know what? You're going to go with, I listened to both typo negative albums, and now I have to just ultimate fuck you. <sighs> You're the, well, the worst, The end man. of the sentence is going to be are the, worst. the two that we talk about mostly on here. But Clint wants to interrupt because he thinks... Someone wants to hear his voice. You're the worst. So both albums. Clint gets mad because he thinks October Rust is no. My is, favorite is, is Origin of the Feces. Is better than um, and it is Bloody Kisses. It is. So I listen to it and I'm thinking any one of these songs you could put right in the middle of Bloody Kisses and it would fit right in. So I don't get, it, but October Rust never gets heavy at all. What do you mean? Bloody Kisses gets heavy not, all the did time. You skip Wolf I listen through? to the whole the whole album. I'm like. This there is no way in hell that, that album is better. No way in hell. That whole album is sleepy. Could fit right in the middle of Bloody Kisses somewhere. Never jumps off the page. Not that it's a bad album. There is no bad album. I'm just saying it is not better than Bloody Kisses. You would at know all. if at there's all. a bad album. You haven't heard them all. I've heard them all. Just not in the past five years. <laughs> you are the fucking ultimate worst. It again. My personal favorite is. Origin of the Feces, which is a fake live album of just the first album. <laughs> that still cracks me up. And, and that's part of the fun in it is everything he says. Has anyone ever done that? That else? isn't a lyric is just fucking hilarious. Has anyone else ever done Not that, that I'm a aware fake of. fake live album. Oh, my God. It's so good. And October Rust is uh, it, it's like the, it's the ultimate typo album. It's, it's the pinnacle. Type, uh, you know, Bloody Kisses got everybody on board. And is excellent. I, I hate that I always feel like I'm hating on it. It's just I, I give me most of the stuff after it. 
So in the past week, you know, it's October. Obviously, I've done some typo too. I made it through uh, Origin of the Feces, October Rust, and Life is Killing Me. Notice which albums left out there, big guy. The good one. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, all of them that were left out are good ones. Uh, I also did some bereft. I, finally... I would not be surprised if that one album was left out just because in the back of your mind you would think Brian would listen to this I, album. I promise you I don't listen to that album and it has nothing to do with you. It, it's it's easily, besides Slow Deep and Hard, because I like the fake live version of all that shit better, it's easily the least listened to. I finally got around to going through some of the uh, the fun stuff that Steve sent us a couple weeks back. I I, I did a good bit of bereft to start the week they're going to get post metal band of the week because they are uh i think that album's like four or five songs and it's if you're into post metal check them the fuck out it's worthwhile let's dial random numbers until we find somebody let's see what happens all right ring again he answered whoa wow our odds <laughs> we're getting pretty good they at this seem one. slim but we keep coming through so we got taylor on the line from white nails you already know that because we told you a few minutes ago probably right. <laughs> what up taylor how you doing man we are fantastic. Glad to be here. Happy to have you, man. Uh, so, what the what the hell's going on there in Canada today? Uh, today is a beautiful fall day. Uh, nothing too special. It's getting a little bit cold here, but uh, nothing that we're not used to. So, what, what's a little much, bit uh, apart from the course? What's a little bit cold? Uh, about five degrees. Five Celsius. Celsius. Okay. <laughs> yes. Bitch. Yes. Right. Right, I forgot. I'm talking to Americans. Clint's <laughs> face. <laughs> and I like the cold, but five degrees is five degrees. <laughs> I guess that's a little different there, huh? Right. So tell us a little bit about your band, uh, you know, the other members and what they do and stuff real quick, because you got sure. quite, a, quite a few. So we are uh, located in Quebec City, Canada, uh, which I'm sure probably, I hope most of you are familiar with that it's, it's a French-speaking part of Canada. So oh. I am actually the only Anglophone English speaker, not native uh, English speaker in the band. Um, so we have, uh, there's six of us as well, which again, we get made fun of a bit because that's not very common in, right. in the stoner genre. <laughs> um, we have, uh, we got Vincent Bernard uh, on keyboard. Uh, Danny Cote plays uh, lead guitar. Uh, Maxim Bellew is the drummer. Uh, Darcy Bellew, uh, no relation. Uh, he's our singer. And we got that Sleazy Bobby is uh, our bass player. Sleazy Bobby, I love it. Does it, your singer play yeah. guitar as well, or is he just strictly? I uh, no, he's just he just strictly sings. Okay, that killed yeah. Clint. Uh, uh, I, I ask questions we know the answers to, but I just try to pull them out that people I may didn't not know. Say anything, and it drives him crazy. He wants to answer they, them all the time. Like I, didn't I say anything. I knew he he, he just, didn't play anything. We saw you guys live, but I just angrily <laughs> shook my head no at him. That <laughs> makes your job easier. Oh right? god. So speaking of seeing you guys live, uh, we're gonna tell that story real full, quick in full candor. <laughs> Uh, we yeah. we saw you guys, kind of saw you guys here in Columbus with uh, Whores and Black Tusk. Uh, I don't know what about a month and change back. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it would have been probably mid August, I guess. Okay, two months yeah. back. So yeah, that's right. And we had I, we hadn't really listened to you going into it. We hadn't heard it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we hadn't, we yeah. hadn't heard of it. And mm -hmm. we get in there, and the way the place that you guys played at here was set up is there's you know the the stage area and then there's basically a wall in between where the bar is and everything we're sitting right, on yeah right we're sitting on the other side at the bar having a couple beers 
and you guys get a song or two deep. We're 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 just waiting for the opening guys to go away. We're, I mean, honestly, it's like <laughs> you know, you don't act like you don't do. It. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So common. right. So, but we're sitting there, and I can I can see the stage. Clint can if I back if I lean back, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Like this is this is good shit, and and this is kind of carried on. Clint says, yeah, it's good. Let's see how they ruin it. And then and you never. <laughs> You never did. Yeah. Fucking fucking Christ. And at the end of it, it was never ruined. It was, holy shit, these guys are badass. Yeah, by the time the set was over, we were were hooked, man. And then, you know, come Monday, I I texted Clinton like, how the fuck did you not listen to these guys before the show? So we knew. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, it was quite quite the funny story. And it's still, uh, it's a a note in my phone as a uh, possible song title is, let's see how they ruin it. Well, you know what, man? We kind of experienced that for, I mean, for most of the tour, really. There was a couple cities where some people knew who we were, but um, for the most part, I mean, nobody knew who the fuck we were pretty much everywhere. So that was a pretty neat experience, actually, for us, being to be on stage and to play. Nobody give a fuck. Nobody know who you are. And then, you know, for the most part, uh, most of the cities, you see the light kind of turn on and all some people were kind of turning in. Yeah. And, coming up and 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 actually getting into it and discovering us for the first time in a live environment yes which was a really cool experience for us yeah it was it, and i it, it was like a cartoon my face just slowly started appearing from behind the wall right. <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> being on the other side of that i uh, we can tell you firsthand that it, it was a pretty cool experience for us too where you, you go into it just waiting to get to whores and black tusk and realize that holy shit these guys coming first are bringing the fucking metal this oh, it was awesome. good it was awesome Anyways, that's awesome so I you know where, you know where we stand on your music i've probably listened to the album six or seven times since then especially and every time i do i text clint and i <laughs> give him shit every time because that's his job boy he, he's he's oh, he okay, discovers so he fucking dropped the ball on that yeah one. I, he did, did. He did. I did yeah because we could have talked to you and everything you know it would have been a good old time we talked to christian that night in the parking lot there we could have talked to you guys as well but instead i yeah yeah you know, it just means you got to come back. That's right. all. That it means. just means next time it'll be more enjoyable for everybody. <laughs> I hope so. I so, hope so. That's so a cool story. We That's did. Cool uh, we love hearing stuff like that. Oh, dude, I can imagine. And again, it it's. I'm sure you've been to shows where something similar has happened. It's it's a fantastic uh, realization to have. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And you know, most of the time you are waiting for the the opening band just to get off the stage. Right. That that happened way more times than not so when you do discover somebody or hear somebody that has actually holy shit they can hold their own that's yeah. that's even man that's even cooler discovery I've, I've had some meh experiences like okay that band didn't absolutely suck but i've never not like this yeah that's no. not lip service i was like right. fuck they didn't ruin it yeah and now they're leaving damn it the, the, uh, <laughs> shit awesome, man. we love columbus columbus was really cool ended up getting into columbus a little bit earlier that day so we finally actually had a bit of a chance to kind of walk around a little bit, uh, you know, check out that, that street that we were on. I can't even, to be honest, I can't remember what the street was called that the bar was on. Yeah. But uh, just kind of check out some spots up and down there and uh, had some great barbecue, too, across the street. Nice. I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we enjoyed it a lot, man. We, uh, like, uh, never been to Columbus before, never been to Ohio before. So that was all a new experience for all of us. Uh, the fact it, was, that it was great, man. We loved it. The fact that you left with a positive impression is aces with us, buddy. (laughs) 
yeah. you, you didn't happen to be the one working the the merch table after the show, were you? We were kind of, we kind of rotate, man. We don't got no one on the road with us, so we were all kind of taking turns going back and forth. Uh, I know I was back there for a bit through the night. I know Sleepy Bobby was back there for a bit. Uh, could have been any one of us. Well, like, like Brian mentioned earlier, I couldn't where he was sitting. He could lean back and see the stage where I was sitting. I could turn my head to the right and see the wall. So it may right. have been you that actually handed me the CD and stuff. I tried to pay with a card. I tried to buy a couple things and pay with a card, and you had to who, so whoever ah. had to point me to the cash only sign. <laughs> that yeah yeah that that I think that might have been me. We had that issue because we're from Canada and all the bands there. Like we don't. I mean that's something that people don't come to shows here and uh, pay with a card. If you're coming to a show and you're gonna buy merch, everyone always has cash uh, for the most part. So that's something that we're not even really used to. And then we, we get down to the states, start playing there. And everybody's trying to pay with a card. Like, well, shit, how do we do this? Right. So luckily, like, you know, the Black Tusk, Black Tusk, uh, Emily from Black Tusk helped us out and kind of figure stuff out. But because all our phones were Canadian, we couldn't use any of the uh, the apps that they use to oh. uh, to take payment. I would not because have our addresses are Canadian. So although we did figure out by I think it was second last show, we're like, why aren't we just trying PayPal? And we ended up finally selling some stuff at PayPal, and we could have done that from the beginning, but <laughs> we uh, we weren't that smart and didn't think that didn't think about that. Right. Well, if that was you at the merch table, you and I did a whole damn sign language thing because Black Tusk or whoever was on at the time was just so damn okay. loud. <laughs> That's that end. very likely. How many shows did you play with him? We played. Well, we were on the road for I think thirty-one days, and. We played 27 shows, I believe, total. And we did three shows before that. So I think we did 24, 25 shows with Black Tuscan Horse. Nice. So, uh, Something like that. Because we ended up doing a small run up in uh, the Northeast and around Boston before we joined up with that tour, before that tour started, just to kind of help us get down. Because uh, that tour started in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's yeah, a hell of a drive for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shit. Well, side rail real quick. So is Christian really yep. hilariously awesome and, and on all, all dates? I mean, he was, he was a lot of fun to talk to. Is he, is he a cool guy backstage with you guys? You know what, man? I'll be honest. Every single person on that tour was incredible. We got so lucky with both fans that every person that we dealt with, uh, from Emily selling merch from, but this is coming uh, from a Canadian, you know, bo- so, you know. Sorry? I said, this is coming from a Canadian, so you, it's just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we're not all that nice, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, the, he's, Christian is amazing. Um, all the bands, like, you know, we were kind of a little starstruck when the tour started. <laughs> nice. uh, we both have known both those bands, heard about them, known about them for a long time, and we didn't really know what to expect. This was our first big tour we've ever done, our first tour we've ever done. Oh wow! So it was a big learning curve for us to get on the road. Uh, you know, figure the ins and outs of how everything works. You know, how to prepare, just be professional. You know, understand your role. Like all these things was all kind of a new learning experience. And those guys really took care of us. Really took us under their wings. I mean, Andrew from Black Tusk was. I mean, that dude. That dude taught me so much and was really cool really great uh really kind to us uh so we we learned a lot they, they busted our balls a few times well yeah uh in fairness <laughs> uh, as it should be 
you know, the opening act, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta take your shots, uh, <laughs> a little bit when you can, but, yeah, uh, right. And but stride I mean, too. They're cool, man. That's awesome. Sorry. Dude. What's that? I said you got to take that shit in stride when you're on tour with the whores and black tusk. You're like, fuck, oh, the more shit, the better. hundred <laughs> percent. These guys know who we are now. So, yeah. So I want to kind of, you, did you want to add to something that Clint, I kind of want to take it back to the beginning of white nails. Uh, actually there's a, a pretty burning question that Brian and I both have about you guys' band. <laughs> okay. What does the keyboard player actually do? Do you plug him in? Is he plugged in? Uh, he's more of a he's more of a roadie, you know. He's good at carrying the cases. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's funny. Like uh, he ended up Vince ended up joining the band uh, two weeks before we went into the studio to record the first because uh, we we ended up we we released a five uh, song EP to start uh, just on our own when we when we when we uh, first started this band. And he uh, joined the band. Well, two weeks before we went in, learned. He didn't. He, he's a guitar player. Uh, he pretty much learned the keys uh, in that two weeks. Recorded that album. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, the, then we ended up going back in the studio again after we signed, and we added another three songs to it that he, uh, you know, had more involvement on. And now he's full fledged writing with us for all the new stuff. But, uh, I mean, he's self-taught to kind of fly by the seat of your pants and just adds a whole other dynamic to what we do and a whole other layer to our sound, especially, you know, live, we, you know, with a lot of stuff in between tracks and, and stuff like that, a lot of atmospheric yeah. That's a good point. Because yeah. uh, on my album, we can't, we can't find him. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, it's, it's, there's not a lot. There's not a lot on that album. It's. Okay. What what it is is, is he's kind of layering the guitars a lot on that album. That's what you I figured. Check it off, you hear it. Yeah, just fill, just filling it in. Sorry, just just filling it in, making it thicker. Yeah, yeah, more or less, more or less. I mean, you can hear it more on like Crooked Lake, the last track. Uh, you can definitely hear the keyboards more on that song. Um, but the, for the most part, I mean, and there's some tracks he's not even playing keyboards on because he's just doing some per percussion uh, style stuff. Okay. It's more just rock and roll than needing a keyboard. But right. uh, I think more live and, and the new stuff that we're writing is definitely a lot more kind of psychedelic and oh. atmospheric. And it's got a lot more because uh, this is the first time he's written with us. Well, we'll so get to that. We'll get now, to that. No spoilers. No spoilers. Right. No. Yeah. We're looking for. No, okay. Right. Right. right we'll right, get into right, that because I want to do the opposite. I want to go back. First of all, how old are you okay, guys? Sure. Could, you, could you tell me, you know, around about how old you guys are? Uh, the. Our youngest is Sleazy Bobby. He is 20. I'm going to fuck this up probably, but I think he's 22 or 23. Okay. He's quite young. Uh, and then it ranges up to Darcy is 37. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you guys, you still got it in you. We're 36. We're, right. we're trying to do the damn thing as well. Oh, yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah. We got, oh, I sure as hell hope so. We got a few, few years left. <laughs> so, you know, did you guys know each other beforehand is this a you know here we have craigslist i think they have that in canada too but is it a craigslist no band? you know what i moved to quebec because my wife is from quebec we moved back to her she's from quebec city we moved back to her hometown and uh she works at a tattoo shop with dan uh the guitar player and dad's a tattoo artist and so i met him through my wife uh they work together and he you know i had played in bands before i come from alberta originally 
And I had played in bands out there and, you know, done some albums and, and did a little bit of touring. And he played in uh, bands out here in Quebec. And he was playing in a kind of like a French pop rock band at the time that was big here. They, they, they've done some touring in Europe and stuff like that. And, uh, and we just talked about, hey, let's, you want to do something more rock and roll? I'd come out of like more heavier kind of stuff, more like, uh, you know, uh, post-rock, uh, post-metal, that sort of thing. And he was coming out of more of a punk, uh, pop, uh, indie kind of more scene. And we wanted to do something more just straight up kind of rock and roll. So we started a, a side project that just me and him. And eventually uh, he ended up leaving uh, his other band. And we focusing, we started focusing 100% on this. And then just through, like the music scene in Quebec is really small. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody supports everybody. That's one of the coolest things about the scene here is that, um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in a metal band, a pop band, a punk band, whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, everybody supports everybody, which is a really cool thing that you don't see in every city. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up, uh, just through just a couple mutual friends jumped in, started playing with us. And I think, you know, once we kind of had the lineup solidified, I think we recorded within six months, uh, the first five songs, we released it, uh, which is the first which is five songs off of the actual album with that was the original recording. Oh. Uh, we released it on our own, just like really like we hadn't played a show yet. We hadn't done nothing. Um, we had no really expectations at all. Uh, I think we released it online and within three months we had signed to cosmic artifacts in Germany and <laughs> magnetic eye records out of New York. And uh, I mean, pretty much since then, I'm like, okay, shit, I guess, I guess we're gonna have to take this seriously. And we had to we had to, we had to record three more tracks that that are on the album. He said, "Whoops!" So we can release awesome. the full length. Okay. Um, what year is that? Speaking of that, up, when you guys met, what year was that? Well, we released this album is just two years old now, and we started playing as a band probably about six, seven months before that. So we're about two, a little over two and a half years old, I guess. You guys are babies, killing it, man. Oh, oh yeah, man. No, we're this is. Canada wins Dumb. again, god damn it. Right. <laughs> um, so so you and the guitar player are the two founding members. Yeah, then. you this is your damn thing, yeah. isn't it? Well, we wrote we wrote uh out of the eight songs that we had on there, I think we we wrote I think about four of them before anybody else had ever heard them, before we were a band, just a, me and him sitting in our living room just playing guitar. Nice. Uh, so we had wrote most of this before anybody else was That's ever nice. involved in it. Um so this is, like I said, this is the first time now, ever since this band has been a band, that we're writing an album from start to finish with an actual band, Dude, with that, actual people. That, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. And uh, yeah. what a great story. Moving forward, yeah. you guys are starting to record, and this will be the 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 first one with, with Vince adding in the keys there. Yep. And uh, But before you get too far with that you've got you guys are a part of that the wall redux that's coming out right yeah yeah we are um that was they proposed that to us uh really early on actually uh in the preliminary talks like when we signed on with that that was before 
you know, the Melvins had been announced or even approached. Uh, a lot of those bands, Mark Lanigan wasn't on board yet. Greenleaf wasn't on board yet. There was uh, really not many bands on board at the time. So they approached us and asked us if we were interested. And obviously that's a really cool project. And that's a really cool undertaking to try to, you know, reinterpret uh, a Pink Floyd yeah. track. Better you which than me. Is, you know, a feat in itself. Yeah, I don't. I'm not jealous about that at all because that was going to be. That's, that's I'm not going to be honest with you. It wasn't uh, the easiest thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and what song did you guys end up doing? We got waiting for the worms. Oh, cool! So something towards the so back of the album there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was, it was a really cool track actually because, um, you know, there's actually a really cool riff in it that uh, that you could make really kind of fuzzy and heavy that i think on the actual album is just like a keyboard line but uh it was it was it was really fun to work on that to, to kind of take our own take on it it was really cool did, did the vocalist you know try to do his best impression or did he use his own his normal voice honestly man he he, he did his own but i i think he nailed it man i think he did a better yeah, job I'm, in my opinion yeah i, I dig his vocals he, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's done uh he uh he He's he's incredible on yeah. that track. I think the vocals is the one thing probably that I think will really stand out when people hear it. If I remember um, right, that's he, a, he nailed it. If I remember right, that's a pretty vocal heavy track. There's not a ton going on, right? Yeah, it is. It is. We we kind of changed up the verses. We kept we kept the intro uh, more or less. We tweaked it a little bit. Then we kind of we kept the vocal melody the same for the verses, but kind of completely changed up all the music for it. Uh, and then at the end of the track, we kind of go back to kind of more how it originally was. Uh, but again, like kind of make it a little more heavier and a little bit more rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it is. There's a, there was a lot of vocal layers on that track, a lot of backing, backing tracks, a lot of some gang vocals, a lot of, a lot of different vocal tracks for sure. We ended up having to put on there. Yeah. I can't wait to hear not only you guys you know, song, but the whole damn album. Um, Oh man, me too. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's a fun fucking project. Uh, and then going forward, you you've mentioned that you guys have started working on something new, and uh, you know you want to give us kind of a a status update there. How's that coming along? It's coming great, man. We were we were working pretty heavy on it before we uh, got offered this tour, and then I mean that we we got offered this tour about two and a half months before we hit the road. And we had two and a half months to, you know, get visas. Uh, we had to buy a camper. We had to do everything uh, to be able to make it work. So everything kind of got put on hold uh, since then. And since you got back, we needed like a couple weeks to sleep and shower and <laughs> get your brain back <laughs> a little bit. Um, but after after that, we've been we're back we're back working on it kind of pretty extensively now and i don't want to rush it too much we're you know now that we kind of have everybody involved i really want to do it right because there's still parts of the first album that we weren't there wasn't a lot of thought put into it we just kind of hit record and <laughs> went and we didn't spend a lot of time on anything because we didn't have any expectations with it we're now you know i i the next thing that we release, I really wanted to, to be able to go back and listen to it and not have any, uh, I wish I did this or I wish I did that or any of those kind of moments. Sure. Trying to beat the sophomore slump, right? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And it's going to be different too, which is which is kind of intimidating in itself of how is it going to be received. But I'm really happy with with what we've done so far. I mean, we're we're, we're doing a lot more this time. I mean, we're we're already probably about eleven or twelve tracks in, and we're going to whittle that down to probably eight or nine uh, at the most, just because of the the length of some of the songs. So uh, we're we're well on our way, but. There's still there's still some work to be done. Feel free to send those tracks over if you right. want an outside we'll, opinion. We'll, we'll be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, more cowbell. <laughs> so, uh, what are some uh, what I guess what are some general influences there, Taylor? You you went through and listed a couple genres where you where you were talking earlier about how you're into more of the heavier end of things. And uh, right, I'm sorry, I forgot. Is it Darcy? That's the other. Dar- Dead Dan. Dan, Dan, the other guitar player. Dan, Jesus, please edit yeah. me out. Dan, Dan, me edit out. Call it, me calling him Darcy. I'm gonna turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, what are some influences for you and the band in general? Well, I guess it's it's pretty. I mean, when the band first started, me and Dan were talking about doing kind of more of like it was actually supposed to be a bit more like Queens of the Stone Age, the Bronx kind of like early Queens of Stone Age, a bit more punk with some bit of fuzz and kind of more just straight up rock and roll with a lot of melody and stuff like that. Then once Master Drummer came in, <laughs> then it kind of took a lot more of a, like Black Sabbath, uh, Uncle Adasson and the Deadbeats, um, you know, that sort of right. uh, uh, electric wizard, that sort of vibe, uh, if you will. Um, and really like, like we all, we're all fairly different for the most part i mean we all like the same music but i mean uh max is a lot definitely a lot more stoner and he's actually plays in like uh they're gonna get pissed off me if i say this wrong but <laughs> pretty sure it's like like a grindcore uh kind of thrash sort of band as well uh so he's into a lot of really heavier stuff too um but then like we're all huge fans of like the stones and the beatles and um, I mean, a lot of classic rock. Um, so, I mean, it's really, and for me, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, old country and singer-songwriter kind of stuff. That's a big, huge influence on me, the Towns Van Sant and newer stuff like, uh, uh, what's his name, Terry, Timmy, Timmy Childers or uh, whatever. A lot of, a lot of, of that sort of stuff. So we're, we're really all over the place, but uh, the 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 common thread for sure is just just rock and roll, man. Just straight up rock and roll. I, I would agree. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything? Any other particular notes you want to hit there, Brian? Ah, the name. Oh yeah, the name. Got to know call. about the name. The name is left up to your own interpretation. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's, it's not. There's big. a couple different. There's a couple different internal meaning meanings, I guess. That yeah. go behind it but uh it's more of kind of uh within the band sort of stuff it's not so, biblical or uh, anything sorry say that again it's not biblical at all oh hell no <laughs> 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 it's about as far from fucking biblical as <laughs> oh, i love it oh damn it i love it <laughs> that's good stuff but i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that it's okay cool that's good yeah well, and we the one question we always ask too is, uh, well, it's you you guys being um, the the core being two guitarists, the riff, yeah, the riff before the vocals or vice versa. 
uh, it's always music before the vocals with us. Yeah. Uh, we have songs mostly written usually before the vocals come in. Do you do you guys help uh, in the in the writing of the lyrics, or does your singer take care of all that workload? I write most of the lyrics. Jesus, uh, man! Right? Is there things the that you can't do? <laughs> What's that story? Is there things that you don't do? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Representing for us, <laughs> for, us for us rhythm guitarists out there, he's killing it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, the Darcy Darcy had a couple songs on the first album, and I wrote the rest of that. And the second album has been pretty much, I think, pretty much 100 on me so far. But that's just so far. There's still there's still a lot of work we put into that, so that could still end up changing. Darcy could end up doing some more of that stuff. But uh, me and Darcy work. Uh, usually, what we do is we, we me and Dan come up with the music, then we arrange everything together. Uh, then me and Darcy get together with the music and uh, end up adding the vocals uh, afterwards for the most part. And we'll come up with melodies together. And he needs some help with the pronunciation sometimes with the English words because I was his first language. I was wondering that. I wasn't going to. Yeah, I was just wondering if he's not very good at English. How yeah. he, does, he sings like he's English. Yeah, no, no yeah. they're all. They're all good. They would they would disagree with me, but they're all great in English. But uh, it's definitely their second language. But I mean, like for the most part, like we communicate. Like I can speak enough French to get by, and they mostly speak French to me, and I'll speak English to them. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of our bastardized way of communicating, which yeah. works. But uh, that would be those guys. That would be a confusing room for <laughs> someone like us to oh, be. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. so. <laughs> There was, but you know what? It was, it was really cool. It was great on tour as well because, you know, if we if you want to talk about somebody in another band or or uh, you know whatever, <laughs> you can be in the, in the same room with them and start talking, and no one knows what the fuck you're talking right. about. So it was it was great. <laughs> so no no intentions on this album or anything doing a having a, a French a song written in French or anything. No, that would be no, fucking killer, I mean, man. <laughs> maybe one day, but. Um, Keeping it all American. No, right? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we're English, I should say. you know when we set out this, we were we wanted to do the, everybody, all the guys wanted to do English music. Um, I mean, it would be a lot easier if we played French music for <laughs> where we live. Um, but if you want to get out of Quebec, you got to play English. Are you guys so hidden track French hidden track? I'm just I'm just <laughs> calling that out. Maybe man, maybe <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll have to give you credit for that if we ever end up doing something like that. Could, couldn't agree more. But if we if we did a hidden track, <laughs> I, I could see us doing something like that in French. That I, would work. I have to ask this just because I've never had the chance to ask this before. Are you guys more well received in Canada than you are here? Uh, no. You know what? Our biggest, our biggest. Um, yeah, biggest following, I guess, would definitely be Europe, I would say, so far. And then the United States would be right behind that. No uh, Canada Canada is is amazing. Uh, we don't have a lot because our label is in the United States for North America, and then our label in Europe is in Germany. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, are definitely the most con- uh, contacts we've had and, and, you know, and selling and all that kind of stuff has definitely been in those two countries. Um, but I mean, in our, in our area around here in Montreal, Quebec, I mean, we do amazing, we do great. Uh, but we've never like, we never toured outside of, we never played a show outside of Quebec or Montreal before we end up playing 26 cities, different cities in <laughs> really? a month, 
did 15,000 kilometers in one month. I love it, dude. Uh, we, I, I, I might have missed the boat on when you guys were actually here in our city, but we can still say that we were on board from get-go. Well, I, I have to say this. Yeah. I have to say this. For a country who gave us Justin Bieber and Nickelback, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, okay, all right. No, don't hold that against us. Right? <laughs> you know, that's not a fair representation of what, of what you, we could No, do. you guys are a fair fight back. That's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's much better. Can we edit that out, please? Oh, man. This is too much fun. Well, <laughs> thanks for this. We got we got one more question. We'll let you get on with your Saturday. One more. Uh, no problem, man. Our closer is the you're getting shipped off to an island and you can only take one album. What's that going to be? Oh, shit. Yep. That's the oh, one. Oh, man. That is a uh, that is a tough one. Take your time. I can edit out all the silence. This is it's got to I mean, it's, <laughs> it's all it's all came to this one question anyway. So. Um, I would maybe say just because of the time of my life that I first heard this album and how much influence it had on me as a guitar player at that time that I still can go back to and listen to, and I think it's a perfect album from start to finish. Would maybe be the shape of punk to come by refused. Never heard of it. Um, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Now you guys got homework. <laughs> well, Clinton looks like That's, he's heard of it. I, I've heard, I've heard refused. I couldn't name the damn album or songs off of it or anything. It's it's kind of like post punk, post punk, but they get really experimental with a little bit of electronica, some strings arrangements, uh, different stuff. Um, but just guitar wise is probably one of my most influential albums I can think of. But I mean, man, I could, we could spend 15 hours on a podcast just talking about <laughs> yeah, that's different, what... different fucking albums that mean something to me. Yeah. Um, anything by Towns Van Sant would be, would be second probably. Cause I can listen to him. I've, uh, about how sh- I've done a little bit of listening to his original stuff and I like it. Um, but I'm using that as a bridge to get to asking you if you've heard the, the covers that have been put out on uh new rot. I want to say it is where the first one, I've heard- the first one is it's all Steve on till Scott Kelly and Wino. And yeah, the, yeah. 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 And the second oh, yeah. one's yeah, yeah. Uh, a little more. I know John Dyer Baisley is on the second one, but I can't remember who else. Oh really? I didn't know that. I, yeah. I've heard the Steve. I've heard all the neurosis guys. I've heard all the covers that they did, and I think Wino was on that first. Oh album. my god, dude! Wino's covers on that album are perfection. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that. That that's amazing. Uh, he he is, in my opinion, uh, if you can sit down and dissect his songs and and listen to his as a lyricist, he's he's the most gifted writer I've ever heard in my life. He's the pictures that he can paint with his uh, with his lyrics and the imagery that he creates is just uh, nobody I've ever heard be able to even come close to what he can do. Just to be but clear, it's pretty fucking heavy music too. Like it's it's not the most you know happy chipper uh, sort of stuff. It's pretty <laughs> introspective. Just to be clear, you're talking Towns Van Zant for anybody hearing this. Yes, and I, I I don't think Brian's ever actually listened to him, but. I, I fully endorse anybody going back and listening to some Towns Van Zant. That is, yes, it is heavy in like a Johnny Cash form as opposed yeah, to a distortion form. Yeah. It, it's it's great stuff. Yeah, it's beautiful music, in my opinion, for sure. I, I'm not going to argue that. We thank you very much thank from you so a much. 
from a far less successful rhythm guitarist. I fucking dig the guitar work, and me, we just we were you know refreshing ourselves on your music before the show, and the, the intro song that riff kicked on. We, me and Clint both hey, just looked no, at each other like fucking. There's no refreshing. I listen to these guys regularly. Jesus now. Christ, it was good. Um, but uh, <laughs> keep at it. We look forward Thank to the so much. the new record. We'll we'll definitely be following you, and we'll definitely be messaging you in the future. Well. As long as we still have a, have a podcast, right? Probably even not, even still, we'll pretend just to come hang out. Just with to you. come <laughs> hang out. With, yeah. That's, that Next sounds th- great, man. I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks so much. We appreciate you coming on, Taylor. Have a good weekend, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Riff break. We're back. In the news, there's some kids called Hammerhead. Maybe revisit their name a little bit, but they fucking rule. There's some heavy... They look like they're maybe 12, at least the front man. The bassist look like it might be nine. They're not old. They couldn't see the drummer in the video I watched, but dude's playing a uh, a very Hetfield-esque guitar with Hetfield-esque moves and lyrics, and but probably a heavier sound, I guess, than Metallica. Yes. Dude, those at least kids. early Metallica, I guess, is, is probably about... It. But Hammerhead with H-E-D-D on the end. Hammer, H-E-D-D. Check those kids out. Dude, totally check them out. Their kids like will and probably share. kick your kids yeah, out. Like and share their stuff. I mean, I don't know if they have any records out or anything. but They do not. You got to push the, this uh, stuff to the top. The one like social post that I saw, there was so, I, I should have made note of the record label. There's some record label that commented, was like the first comment on it saying, if you want a contract, I will send it right now. <laughs> <laughs> people would eat you guys up. I mean, even just an opening act, people would be focused. And it's not as a gimmick either. They're yeah. legit good. Yeah, they've got originals that are badass. I'm joking, doing uh, covers. What? Who did I say they cover? Sepultura. Sepultura covers. They are. Uh, they are on it. They they make me want to quit music all to damn together because they're so much better. They are, but. Speaking of music, crappy music. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one robbed Pelican. If you're going to rob a band, rob one that's all instrumental because they got the most stuff. Well, they've, they've probably got guitars. Lots he never guitars. actually says what the, what was taken or how much and all that. He doesn't want to give the thief the. Yeah, no. He, he's very. Well, he's all. They're very conscious dudes. What co- what comes out of the story is those are not asking for us to buy them. They're not stuff. they're not setting up a uh, a GoFundMe to try to use their status oh, yeah. quote unquote to recoup all this shit. What he does do is he set up a page where he's selling off some old vinyl that he's got, and if you want to help, uh, Trevor, right? Yep. If you want to help Trevor out from Pelican, uh, go find you some vinyl. I've personally. Just bought the koozie and other shit from him. Not because he got shit stolen from him, but because I love me some Pelican. And, uh, you know, should you like the vinyl and want to help out Pelican, find the link. I'll post I, it. I assume you'll put it with the Podbean page there. Yep. Lost in all this, though, is that Pelican are up to day five of recording their first new album since 2013. Please excuse me while I tried to hide my boner. Um, 
Do you think the vocalist had to do any vocal warm ups or anything? Vo- he comes he... in last and he's usually drunk as shit, so they just cut they just him, turn him all off. out. <laughs> That's fun. He's like the keyboard player on that first White Nails album. <laughs> <laughs> he's there, but you can't quite tell where. That guy's going to punch us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> if Full Vince ever finds us, he's. Uh, so, in reviews, this should be quick, anyways. Um, so this was kind of listener requested. Yeah, we, I don't got, know, we don't even know if he listens, but he's at least on our uh, social media stuff. Maybe I think he listens. He he's anyways. Um, the way it comes across, it came across like he listens. Yeah. Uh, and he asked that uh, for some more Voivod talk. Which, yeah. As he to might. this date, there hasn't <laughs> been any, and that's for a kind of specific reason. This album's been getting a lot of great reviews. But well, hold on, hold on. It's not going to get them here. So a couple of weeks ago, I sent Al Clint this album. Like, check this out. The day it came out. That was the day it came out. I was like, yeah, check this out, like, now. And it wasn't, I do that to things that I do like and don't like. I just, you know, the stuff that is. Just want to see my reaction. Yeah, to see, just see what you think, you know. You're my music buddy. And you're, you're promptly say no, uh, <laughs> maybe two weeks from the day. But about a week and a half. So since this guy brought it up, I was like, okay, we'll we'll check this out once again. And uh, you, me, <laughs> you you go ahead. <laughs> I didn't make it all the way through the album. They are very original. Um, you could probably tell it's them within the first thirty seconds because they do the same thing on every song. They use the, they overkill. I think I don't know if dissonant is the right uh, terminology for that chord thing they use. It just it's it's meant to irritate the ears. And they use it nonstop on every song. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've got about halfway through. And when I first initially listened to it, I thought, you know, this is this is okay. It's it's definitely sounds different. It's, it seems original. But every song, it just never really went anywhere for me. They use that same kind of irritating, dissonant kind of chord thing going on. It's not quite in tune kind of sounding thing. I don't know how to describe it. It's, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. I'm... It's just one shit what, for me. Did we even write down the damn name of the album? No. Apparently they've been around a while, huh? Oh, yeah. They've been around for a long time. I've listened to them a handful of times because they've got the, the, the prog rock label. Definitely prog. And, oh, yeah. They are super prog. Um, and that might be the prog sound. I just don't I don't have a lot of prog on my plate. The weight. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, you want to give a shits there? I did one. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Uh, They're older dudes, too. Yeah, no, they've been around for a long time. I've I've listened to them a couple times. They just, I think, this is going to be me sounding stupid. I think this is their first album where they replaced somebody in the band. Ooh, they're from Quebec. But I'm not, oh, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've listened, this is all kind of building to, I've listened to Voivod a handful of times over the past couple decades, and it, it's never been my thing. They call I've, them thrash. Call that thrash? I would not. Okay. There's a little bit to it there. I would definitely call him progressive. And they were formed the year I was born. We we were born. Eighty <laughs> two. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, it's it's just never been my thing. And this album isn't any different. There, I. They've got. They've obviously got talent. They're obviously yeah. very talented. Still musicians. going and doing, you know, doing their thing. And if it's your thing. All the reviews say that it's excellent. Yeah. It's not my thing. That's just, I think it's like the prog, it's just the wrong genre for us. I mean, our opinion. I on, listen to a lot of fucking. Do you? Prog? Rock shit. My, I mean, I will straight up say my opinion on this album does not matter at all because the whole 
genre and stuff really isn't something that I'm well versed in. Yeah, no. If this is your thing, you shouldn't be looking to us for this. Yeah. Period. But uh, we gave it a shot. And you know, there's a lot of weird shit going on there. There's there's a song as I was going through it that kind of put me. It, it's almost like their take on Ziggy Stardust. They're, you know, the whole ground control to major. <laughs> it's like a space thing going on. It. But they're Canadian, so they'll be okay with us not liking it. They'll probably apologize. To the, us for, I, for you know, so for some reason, I doubt they'll fucking hear it. But <laughs> uh, should they do again? Just not my thing. It might be excellent if it's your thing. It's not my thing. I'll go a one and a half. Oh, beating me on the shits. Hi, Kretzer. Just to overshit you. <laughs> overshit you. You definitely do that every episode. I, uh, I overshit you. Um, but yeah, not our thing. Sorry, dude from the Metal Amino thing. <laughs> we got a special guest today who dropped off Clint's base here. For helping with the gear geeking. Helping with the gear geeking. Clint, take I, it away. I bought a... a His uh, name's Kretzer, by the way. I'm getting there. I he's, pretty, he's pretty sexy. Uh, again, the ugly musician thing. <laughs> I bought myself a uh, a Thunderbird, an Epiphone Thunderbird, last weekend that needed. My God, those strings were absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting. It was it, lots of DNA, lots of rust. Lots of nastiness. That yeah. is Kretzer talking about the disgustingness Kretzer. that were on the... Well, no, I say that. You say this. Is. Anyways, this. And I uh, probably handed it off to our buddy Kretzer, who is handling all our guitar stuff. If you're here in Columbus and want some guitar stuff fixed up, worked on, dealt with, let us know. We'll get you in contact. Kretzer. Yeah. Tell me about this Thunderbird that I'm going to play as soon as we're done recording. Oh, sweet Christ. So, I mean, essentially what you dropped off to me was a. 75 pound shit stick with telephone wires from the 19 fucking 30s and dust collected on it like i don't know it's set in someone's garage for how many years uh at least 45 at least 45 where'd you get it where everyone gets their instruments craigslist no i mean what part of town did you get it oh uh, north okay north part of town well oh boy guitar center so the (laughs) neck was like a bow and arrow yeah yeah oh yeah we straightened the neck we Gave it a much-needed bath. Sweet Christ. You couldn't even tell that the damn thing was black until you got about I was honestly surprised. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I had to fucking do an archaeology dig to find any good wood down there. <laughs> Compressed grass. Good know, wood. Made in Korea. Compressed grass, basically. So, no, we... Hashtag we, good wood. Yeah. Nah. Story of my life. All right, listen, so, strings are new. Neck is nice and straight. Truss rod's been adjusted. Uh, I mean, it plays like it, it. It went from a shit stick to a face melter. So. Nice. I'm looking forward so. to hammering away at it here shortly. Murder face from Death Clock would would definitely swing that thing around. Never played a Thunderbird before, and uh, I didn't. Once I realized how just straight up disgusting those strings were, I didn't even bother with playing it after I no. gave up the money for it. I just handed it over to you, Thank and. You. Uh, I'm looking forward to no, not to keep actually playing it here shortly. And uh, what about the? Are you going to be able to play with that much weight hanging from your neck? It's going to be weird. You're going to be the hunchback by the time it's going to be weird, dude. It, it for the 12 seconds I I had it going just a minute ago. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's a whole different beast than everything. Oh yeah, it's like everything a 60, else I have. I a play. 60s model Buick Riviera hanging off your neck. I've got 11 damn bases, and this thing is 
wholly <laughs> different from the other ten. It weighs more than the other ten combined. Combined, yeah. yes. It's uh, and thank you for your participation in making it the hang around my neck. That's right. Anything to give you some sort of scoliosis. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. All right, Brian, take this. Back to you. Back to you, Brian. <laughs> All right, thanks for that, Kritzer. I know you enjoyed it thoroughly. He's got another. Us. He's got another base of mine that is a going to be a longer conversation, a bigger piece of uh, pain. In oh, so we'll have him his back. ass to uh, fix and deal with and actually paint. This will be the first time I've had one painted. Flames, I'm sure. This was this was all because you and I, well, specifically I, was a little drunk last week when we were jamming, and I knew that there was a Yamaha base on Craigslist for cheap. And uh, went and got it for 80 bucks and then handed it to Kretzer to make worth more than 80 bucks and be fun to play. Yeah. But I like those Yamaha bases. They're fun to play. And cheap. Cheap uh, and fun. The neck on the, the one I just bought is different than this one. It gives me a little bit of trepidation. Trepidation. That's the kind of show we do around here, Kretzer. Trepida- it's, it's a multi-syllable word. We're right on the Facebook. We are on all the social channels. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um... Metal uh, MySpace. It, if it's still hooked up, fuck it. I'll start one. Uh, you can email, email us, us at eostupidity. We need to give people reasons to email us. I, I'm I'm starting to get irritated that we don't get an email. Three, two. That's why they don't one. email us because you're belligerent. We've got an email this week. It's from our buddy Ed. We're not doing this. Ed, we haven't heard from Ed in a while. And this show isn't long enough. We've got an email from him here. It says, hey, guys, I still listen. Brian's still wrong. Goodbye. (laughs) He says he's actually coming around to your point of thinking on some things, but you're still an overwhelming asshole. And uh, other than that, he will update us further later on down the line when we need more content. Keep up the good work. Love. Thanks, Ed. You're welcome. Bye. EO stupidity at gmail.com. And this is White Nails. Say bye again. Bye.